1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 1059 The Region and welcome to On the Market. This is York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez and my co-host is real estate expert Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. Okay, well here we are in mid-April, but we're talking March numbers. We are, and the reason is, you know, a lot of times we get bulked into the whole Toronto Real Estate Board reporting and the numbers, and that the numbers that they report are for the greater Toronto area as a whole. And if we're looking at 2018 versus 2019 for March, sure, there there was one less home sold in the entire GTA in 2019 compared to 2018. So our sales went from 7,188 down to 7,187. So not much of a change at all. It doesn't seem like a big deal. There's not. And then you look at listings. You know, we were talking a lot about inventory coming down. And across the GTA, inventory is down for active listings. It's it's down 2.5%. And new listings are down 5.1%. So there's not a lot coming up. And inventory is declining. So we're going to start to see some pressure on price point and price was up 0.5% in Toronto. Now what about York region specifically? Now this is where we can't really take these numbers. So if for our listeners that are in York region, you can't really rely on the numbers that are reported in the news because those are for the greater Toronto area. York region has been on fire. And if you look at specifically the numbers in York region, sales were actually up 10.9% over last March. Wow. Which is that's that's a significant increase. And on the other hand, so if sales have gone up that much, what's inventory like? Inventory, the active listings were down 12.5% and new listings were down 16.7%. So it sounds like there would be a shortage of inventory here in York Region. There, we're getting to that point, and that's why we're seeing a lot of multiple offers, bidding wars. When you're looking at listings, you're starting to see agents put, hey, we will be reviewing offers on this date at this time because we need to, to hold these back so people can get in and see them. And you're also hearing from agents, whether they're leaving a note on your door or they're calling your home, and they're saying, I have a buyer for your home. This then is probably not a, a marketing tactic. There actually is that need. There is. There there are buyers in pockets everywhere. And what agents have to do now, because the listings aren't coming on, they're trying to create inventory. So they're calling and, and you know, part of it is a script and they're going to call you and say, hey, I need listings. So I'll tell you that I have a buyer because I'm, I know I'm going to sell the house. And so part of it is a script. But at the same time, there's a, a real life shortage of inventory and that we can't deny. Does it take longer to sell right now? Surprisingly, it is because last year in York region, so we saw the Toronto numbers. It's taking about 21 days on average across the region or across the the greater Toronto area. But in the region, it's taking 26 days and people are more careful with the price points that are a little bit higher. People are more careful of where they're spending their money. So it is taking a little bit longer, but look for that number of 26 days on the market. 
to come down now that we're getting into a shortage of inventory and multiple offers. You're going to start to see that come down to about 23 days, 21 days. And is that the message? Is that the conversation you're having with sellers who maybe are panicking a little bit, thinking, wow, my home still hasn't sold. What do I do? Well, remember... Over the last year and a half or so, York Region took the hardest hit. And we went from an average days on market of maybe five or seven to the 30-day range. So that was a normal market. You know, it usually does take between 30 and 60 days to sell your property. So at 26 days, it's pretty normal. We were just spoiled by the, you know, home selling on the first day, second day, within the first week. That wasn't a true representation of how long it should take a house to sell. So at 26 days, we're still in the normal range. However, we're going to start to see that just get clawed back a little bit. And you're going to start to see days on the market, maybe in April and May, hit 23 days or 21 days. And it's going to, it's really going to tighten up the market because people are going to be wanting to bid on houses quicker in order to get the house that they want. Now, that's the kind of conversation you're having with the seller. What about the other person at the on the other side? You know, the buyers. What are you telling them right now? The buyers, that window of opportunity they had to go around and look at different homes and, you know, uh, plan out where they were going to purchase, how they were going to purchase, when they were going to purchase, that's really closed up. And if you're a buyer and you see a house that you fall in love with, you've got to act fast for two reasons. One, to get the house, and two, you may want to prevent multiple offers. So this is where your agent's going to be talking to you about bully offers. You know, maybe go in a little bit higher before the offer date, try to secure this property. There's a lot going on with buyers right now, and you really need to play that poker game to try and get this house quick. And so how does that bully offer work? What exactly is it? With multiple offers, people hold back and they say, we'll be reviewing offers at 6 p.m. next Tuesday. With a bully offer, you're going in and saying, hey, I don't need a financing condition. I'm going to get an inspection done right now, so I won't need an inspection condition. And I'm going to give you over asking, here's my offer. So it's more of a preemptive offer because you don't want to wait. It is. And you have to be in a market like this, and especially with inventory coming down, prices going up, you've got to be aggressive in order to get these deals. And are there risks either for the buyer or the seller when you go in with that kind of bully offer? Well, there, it's twofold, right? Because you may want to go in with a higher offer. And to the seller, the seller might think, well, if I wait, I'm going to get 10 offers and I'll go higher. But that may not happen. This may be the best offer on the table for the seller. So the seller has to decide, you know, do I take the risk and wait or do I go in now? And with the buyer, on the other hand, you may you may not have any competition on the offer date. So you may be going in higher when you don't have to. Uh, that's very rare because if a, a house is holding back offers, and you'll know when you go in, you'll see a bunch of cards on the table. You know how many people have seen it. And you'll also know how many people are waiting because some people will register their offers beforehand. So this way, you know, for buyers, they know how much interest there is in a house. They know if there's other houses coming up for sale or not coming up for sale in that area, and they want to act quick. For the seller, it is a bit of a risk because do you take the bully offer or do you hold off? But if you hold off, what if nobody shows up? Now you have nothing. Now let's circle back to those numbers before we close out our conversation here. Um, Are there any other points that you wanted to make regarding the numbers for March? I would say for York Region, the average price is $915,000. Now, comparatively, it was 939. With us selling more condos, which are in the 500 to $600,000 range, that's the reason the average price has come down. I mean, the total volume has been about 8% higher 
than the previous year. Sure, in York Region, we have a few more sales. So York Region, in total for March, sold 1,183 homes, whereas last year was 1,066. So you're looking at 120. That's why you get the 10.9% increase. You've got a lot more activity, and, and with the, you're, you're missing that the detached homes that sold for 1.2, 1.3. There's not a lot of focus on those right now because it's harder to qualify. And this is why we've been talking about them, you know, luring some of the expectations in the stress test to allow for more people to be able to qualify because they they do qualify, but the stress test is bringing their qualifications down about 16%. So now they're not able to get to where they want to be and they're settling for something a little less expensive. And that's why you're getting the slight decline in average price. And what's your message then right now as you head into your busy season? What's the message for buyers and sellers? For sellers, when inventory is at its lowest, you're going to get the most for your home because there's less competition for you. For buyers, you need to be ready to go. So you need to be pre-approved. You need to talk to your lender, make sure you're pre-approved. You know exactly what your upper limit is, what where you should be looking in terms of uh, price points for houses, and also what you're qualified for in terms of a mortgage, what you're going to need in terms of a down payment. Is it 10% that you qualify for? Do you qualify for 5%? But you've got to be ready to go, and you've got to have a home inspector lined up to say, if you're going to go in with no conditions on this house, let's take the home inspector in for a walkthrough, make sure everything is good so you can feel comfortable going into this multiple offer. All right, when we come back, a new report from RBC about housing affordability and trends. Stay with us. You're listening to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On The Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Thank you, Tina. Joining us next on the show is Robert Hogue, Senior Economist, RBC Economics Research. Robert, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, hello there. The headlines, uh, Robert, have read, A decline in property values helped improve RBC's affordability measure for Canada, for the first time in more than three years in Q4 2018. Tell us a little bit about this report and what, what this headline actually means for homeowners and you know, potential purchasers. Yeah, well, it's actually a silver lining of having a, a cooling uh, housing market, and that's true for Ontario, it's true for GTA, but it's true for most uh, other markets across Canada. And uh, as nerve-wracking as a cooling market can be for some people, uh, I mean, at least the upside is that uh, uh, there's now some some uh, down pressure on uh, home prices, which makes it uh, a little bit more affordable to, uh, uh, to to buy a home now. Now, how much of the this, how does the stress test play a role in this? Now, did that have a lot to do? with the the perceived cooling of the market because it did reduce affordability for a lot of people that it could have taken them out of home ownership. So how much of that went into play in this report? 
Yeah, we yes, yeah, that's actually a very good point. That the, the stress test is is uh, more than likely a very prominent factor across Canada for the cooling in in the housing market that we've seen over the past year. Now, uh, we don't necessarily uh, account it directly into our affordability measure. But the way we measure affordability is the uh, percentage of uh, a household income that would be required to cover the cost of of buying a home today, like the monthly cost of buying a home today. Uh, so. Uh, the stress test does not necessarily uh, being it taken into account directly into this, but uh, no indirectly because of its uh, impact on the market and cooling prices. I mean, we're not talking uh, a huge uh, declines in, in for the most part uh, in home prices, but uh, that uh, slight declines we've seen across Canada uh, uh, the, the fourth quarter relative to third quarter uh, a slight decline of uh, less than 1% in the Toronto area for example uh, it's uh, closer to half of 1% so at least it takes some a little bit of the edge off on on the uh, on the affordability measure now even though there's this you know minimal market cooling do you think that actually buying or purchasing a home in Toronto is more achievable for buyers uh, the short answer is is probably not mm. <laughs> in the sense that uh, uh, home prices have increased so much uh, over the past uh, decade, decade and a half, and particularly over the last, uh, no, around 2016 and early 2017. Remember when prices were up about uh, 30% year over year. And so the kind of decline, the price declines that we've seen over the past year are just like barely reversing uh, some of those in- uh, increases. I mean, there are some pockets where uh, price declines have, bit, uh, have been a little bit more uh, uh, significant, but for the most part, are very mild declines. So, the, the kind of the degree of, of loss of, of affordability that we've seen over the last decade. I mean, we're just barely, you know, trying to uh, uh, to, re- to reverse that those uh, that 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 loss. So, still, uh, I, I would characterize have what housing affordability. Generally speaking, in the GTA, as uh, you know, uh, near crisis level, probably not as as severe as it is in in Vancouver, but certainly for ordinary buyers, uh, you know, the bar has has gone up so so much and and remains very very high. And what do you see in terms of in terms of the market? Do you expect there to be any kind of reversal anytime soon? At this stage, our view is that uh, we we might be close to to a bottom. Uh, in fact, the, the market has been weaker, and based on on statistics that uh, uh, have been published in January and February, uh, that the the market has, has you know, cooled down more than we thought it would. At this stage, we do believe that the market probably overcorrected on on the downside, uh, but that that does not mean that we're expecting a, a sharp not back in activity. Uh, no, chances are probably the market is going to remain pretty soft, and we might see a little bit of uh, recovery over the next uh, a few months. Uh, now we'll see what the rest of the spring will bring us in terms of uh, uh, the usual uh, seasonal revival in, in market activity. Uh, but uh, now overall, we don't expect that uh, 2019 will be a year of of, uh, of a turnaround for the market. And, you know, interest rates, even though lately we've seen them. Uh, pull back a little bit. Uh, they remain higher than they were, and the stress test will continue to be a factor uh, at this stage. So we um, expect a, you know, a little bit of pickup in home resales, but not that much this year. And Robert, uh, supply and demand obviously play a huge role in, in the market and where the market is headed. 
in 2018, even the latter part of 2017, we saw the market flooded with inventory. And what we're seeing now is that inventory is being used up. So in 2018, especially last quarter, sure, we had a lot of inventory. So supply was high and, and demand was kind of soft. Now we're starting to see people come off that fence. What does it look like for the first quarter of 2019? Ha, are you going to start to see the affordability numbers that were mentioned in this report change and and be able to reflect more of uh, supply versus demand that we're seeing now? Yeah, well, the su- supply versus demand, you know, you have to acknowledge the starting point. Uh, now, if you roll back the clock till to uh, no, late 2016, early 2017, the market was incredibly tight. There was no inventories whatsoever. The right. fact that inventory rebounded uh, over 2000, most 2017 and 18 uh, basically brought back uh, inventory levels to something that was a bit more kind of normal prior to the, the heating up of the of the market. Uh, so I would consider, roughly speaking, the uh, the uh, uh, inventory levels or demand supply conditions as being reasonably balanced. That's why we haven't seen prices, uh, you know, really come down significantly uh, through this cooling of the market as, as in contrast maybe a little bit more to the current situation in Vancouver, for example, where we're seeing a, a more significant price declines there because uh, now there's a lot of supply relative to demand now. Uh, and uh, so those kind of demand supply conditions, we're expecting them maybe to tighten up a little bit but still remain within the uh, uh, roughly balanced uh, territory. Uh, overall, again, there's some pockets. There's lots of, as you know, there's lots of uh, uh, variations uh, where, when you go across the GTA. Various market segments and, uh, uh, behave differently or in different conditions. But you know, generally speaking, where you know, we we don't see uh, overall demand supply conditions change that much going forward. And, and another point: what we've seen is over the years because it's been a lot more difficult for people to qualify with the stress test. What we've seen is the demand in the rental market skyrocket. And with that came pricing that was pretty much out of control for rentals. I mean, right now in Toronto, if you want to rent a two-bedroom condo downtown, you're looking at thirty-three to $3,600 a month. Even in the Markham and Richmond Hill area for a two-bedroom condo, you're looking at about twenty-two dollars to $2,500 a month. One of the one of the statements in this report is buying a condo is a bigger step up than ever from renting. How does that play into affordability? Because if people are able to pay twenty two to twenty five hundred dollars or have to pay twenty two or twenty five hundred dollars for renting, wouldn't it be better for them to afford a condo right now or to purchase a condo right now? Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's. Uh Prices for condos have gone up even more, uh, and this is, I guess, part and parcel of this this affordability, uh, uh, I guess, pressure that we've seen over the last uh, little while. And I mean, it, it may sound a little bit like a paradox, but in a way, uh, condos are uh, the the more affordable ownership option that's out there. So, uh, with the market having gone. Uh, so uh, become so un- unaffordable, especially for single detached home. It it really effectively redirected demand towards the lower price points of the market, which is condos. So, you know, if you go back in 2016, for example, uh, 
single detached homes uh, were or low rises uh, options were all the rage prices went up very you know, rapidly uh, and then condo prices kind of uh, uh, caught up more or less uh, didn't quite close the gap uh, uh, or or return the gap to where it was before uh, when uh, looking at prices uh, condo prices relative to uh, uh, single detached home prices uh, but over the last year or so, it's been condos that, uh, in terms of the options, uh, housing options, uh, ownership options, sorry, uh, this is where uh, prices have been the most resilient and, and in fact, have gone up, uh, uh, continue to go on up, uh, generally speaking, relative to a year ago. Uh, so, uh, yes, uh, rent has gone up uh, quite significantly, but uh, there's still that gap between uh, 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 renting and ownership, condo ownership that's still widened even more. Uh, those are some great points, Robert, and a, and a great report, uh, you know, lots of detail. We were speaking with Robert Hogue, RBC's senior economist. Thank you, Robert, for joining us today. It's been my pleasure. When we come back, we get to your real estate questions and this week's hot listing. And just a reminder, if you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com and click on Schedule to find On the Market and the list of our other shows. You're listening to 1059 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 1059 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Time now for our listener questions. The first one comes from Jason in Markham. He plans to list his home in May, but before he does that, he wants to know how much money should he invest in sprucing up his house to sell, and what rooms should he concentrate on? Asif? Another great question, Jason. So, what you want to do is you want to focus not on the spend, but the return on your investment. And by that, I mean you want to focus on power areas. So kitchens, bathrooms, maybe the foyer, and I would say the family room or an entertainment room downstairs would be where you want to focus. You don't want to go too crazy on it because you have to remember you're trying to do the right renovations or improvements to give you that return on what you're paying out. So, for instance, if you spend $10,000 on your bathrooms, you may actually get another 10000 back on your home because your bathrooms have been renovated. If you put twenty or 30000 into your kitchen, you may actually make your house worth forty or $50,000 more. What you need to do is we need to come through your house and kind of identify what you need to do because you're getting this home ready for someone else to come in. So even though you may think that this is what you want in your home, it may not be what the mainstream crowd wants to see in their home. So we want to make sure that you're doing the right renovations and you're going to get money back for the renovations. Are there areas of the home that buyers are looking at specifically these days? Do they really want that gourmet kitchen or do they want that entertainment area? What are they looking for? They are looking for an entertainment area because if you think about affordability again, people don't have the extra money to go out and entertain themselves. So they try to have entertainment areas within the home where they can watch a movie with the family or, or they have a games room that you know other kids can come over and they can all play together. So you want to focus on that first. But 
the other thing, before you get into renovating, uh, you know, different rooms in your house, have your windows been done? Has the roof been done? Has the furnace been done? Because these are going to be huge in the factor of what price you get at the end, because people might say, well, this is great, but I'm going to have to change the furnace, and that's another six or $7,000, or I'm going to have to do the roof, and that's going to cost me $10,000. So you want to make sure you're putting the money in the right place, and do not, do not, do not go with these lease-to-own furnace places or hot water tanks or air conditioners because that's going to ca- put you in a catch-22 situation where you have to pay this off prior to someone taking possession of the home, and that's going to cost you a lot of money. And what about those who say that why are you wasting your time, your money, your effort into uh, updating your home now when you're ready to sell? Because the new owner is just going to come in and do what they want to do to that property. Great question. And that's why if we can go in and kind of identify the areas that you need to improve on or you should improve on, that will prevent a lot of that happening. Because if you do a renovation where you're just changing from old carpet to new carpet, someone might say, I want hardwood. So in that situation, it's best not to spend the money and and put in new carpeting. But if you're putting in granite countertops and your kitchen is perfect otherwise, that's an improvement. So we want to be able to identify what you should do and what you shouldn't do. Our next question comes from Jessica in Maple, and she's also planning to list her home next month. She purchased her house 20 years ago and obviously knows her property is worth a lot more now. She wants to stay in the region and is hoping to save some of the money she will make on the sale of her home. Are there actual areas and homes which are more affordable than others if she stays in the region? There sure are, and Maple has grown a lot over the last 20 years, Jessica, and you've seen that. There's so many amenities around, you know, with the new hospital coming. There, there's so much going on in Vaughan that, uh, with the subway and everything as well that uh, Maple has probably gone up at a higher percentage than some of the other areas in the region. So we can take you out of Maple, put you somewhere a little bit more affordable, and there's lots of pockets around. You know, it depends on what type of house you have, too. Do you have a detached house? Do you have a townhouse? Once we know that, we can give you some ideas as to where you can go and put some of this money away for future use. And there are condos available in the region, and not just you know in Vaughan, but in Richmond Hill and in Markham, right? There sure are, and, and some of these condos are priced very well. And what about in terms of size? Because if you're going from a home, a house, to a condo, sometimes making that adjustment is tough. If you're going from, you know, a 2,000 square foot home to a condo that's 700 square feet. So are there those larger size condos out there? There are some larger condos out there. And the other thing to remember when going from, say, an 1,800 square foot home to a 750 square foot condo, your home is only 900 square feet on each level. So it's not huge in terms of size. You have a lot less storage, you have a lot less space. But in terms of actual living space, you're mostly on one floor a lot of the time anyway, or in a bedroom on the second floor. So you're not giving up a lot of space. It does feel like it's a huge shift. But when you consider if you're only going to be living uh, you know, in your living areas and then just sleeping in the bedroom, you're not giving up that much. All right, Asif, if our listeners want to ask you questions directly, how can they connect? They can give me a call at 416-985-CON. That's 416-985-5426. And just before we go, this week's hot listing and joining us next is Heather Cooper from REMAX Prime Properties. Heather? Thanks, Tina.
So we don't just sell houses and we don't just sell commercial space. We also sell businesses. And First Sale is a well-established barbershop hair salon with a well-established client base and huge walk-in exposure right on Main Street in Stouffville. This business includes all the chattels, fixtures, and equipment. Gross monthly sales are over $16,000 a month plus a generous tip income. The owner is actually willing to stay on temporarily for training and verification of income on sales as well. Asif, what do you think about this business sale? You know, at $159,000, this is a great way if you wanted to open up your own barbershop or hair salon, you're going to have established clientele. This has been there for so long in Stouffville. And so they do have a, a loyal client base and that's what you're buying. And the other thing is it's basically turnkey. The owner is going to stay on and help you get established in this business, introduce you to the current clientele. So it's a, it's a win-win situation. And certainly you've seen changes and growth in Stouffville and in that area. So would it be a good investment for someone in this line of work? It really is. It, you're, you're buying your own job. And at the same time, there's, there's a couple of chairs in there so you can rent out another chair to someone else. The, the lease is actually a fabulous lease. Uh, you know, you're paying $2,000 a month for the lease here. So there's a, it's a huge profitability margin here. And that's something that you can't get when you're opening up from scratch. So you've got existing clientele, great lease, great part of town, and it's, uh, it's a cash cow. All right. Heather, one more time, where our listeners can get more information on this business sale. They can contact James Provis at 905-554-5522. Asif, that's our show for this week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Remember, if you need to connect with Asif Khan or if you missed any part of On the Market, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.